Thanks for listening. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepard. We're going to hear from Ed Cannon, president of FEBC, in just a moment. Recently, Ed sat down to talk with vice president of development, David Woolen. David has been with FEBC for a number of years now, and uh, there's some news to be made, and David and Ed talk about that. Here's Ed. Just a very short time ago, I had the opportunity to sit down with David Woolen and hear his feelings and his observations about uh, his service at the Far East Broadcasting Company, and he's made an enormous difference in our organization. We're deeply appreciative of that time. Uh, today's program is going to be very different because now um, we can reveal to you that David is is being promoted, I like to say, into another organization uh, with a very similar mission and a lot of um, a lot of history together with the Far East Broadcasting Company. David, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Eight bells and all's well. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, the Haven today, the former Haven of Rest, founded in 1934. And uh, that that program was the beginning of my work life. Charles Morris hired me right out of college, and I worked with him for a long time and left the ministry by the Lord's leading. But uh, yeah, as, as of now, I've returned to the ministry to succeed Charles as president and CEO. Well, that's a fantastic thing. And I love to say it that way because many people might think, well, FEBC is uh, is going to be uh, upset because we're losing David in a key role in our organization. But I celebrate that. Uh, any way that any person can serve the kingdom of Christ in more and more influential ways, I applaud. And I'm just grateful that we've had the opportunity, David, for you to work here with us for a number of years. And you've made an enormous difference, as I said. But now to move on and serve in the capacity that, uh, wow, those are big shoes to fill on the radio, <laughs> yes, filling in are. for Charles Morris and leading that uh, historical organization. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Actually, Haven turns 90 this year. And I know FEBC's got a big birthday coming up. I think yeah, it'll be next year. Yeah, we're 80 next yeah, year. Yeah. And the, those two organizations, we've talked about it. We have, we have a common bloodline. The yeah. The history is is really neat. And and of course, I'm going to be spending a lot of time talking about vision and what's what's coming. What is what does the future hold, Lord willing? But when it comes to doing ministry in 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 the kingdom, especially for a, an older ministry that's been faithful, where you've been has a lot to do with where you're going yeah, because God's yeah. purpose then is the same as it is as it is now. Those those DNA those those DNA markers, you know, are part of the future as well. And for us, being a the who's first mate Bob originally at the Haven of Rest, and he hired a quartet right as soon as he went on the air in 1934. One of those singers was Bob Bowman, mm-hmm. recruited on the campus of of what is now uh, Vanguard University. And for 11 years, he was singing on the program, and first mate Bob would pull him behind the microphone, and he would sub in for him a lot. But little did either of them know that he was getting training for a significant calling, mm-hmm. and that was FEBC. Yeah. Well, and to... It, bring our listeners up to seed. Some might not understand what the Haven of Rest was. Mm. Uh, it was a very popular quartet singing Christian songs That's right. on secular radio, mm-hmm. the way I understand. In those days, uh, those kind of things were much more common than it is today. And um, they had a very evangelical heart, the Haven of Rest. And uh, I've read quite a bit of material about that organization. It did more than just sing on the radio. Oh, yeah. It was a significant Christian outreach to the listeners. Right. 
and very, very popular and well listened to. Yeah, it was interesting. That, so there were only two Christian radio programs in existence when The Haven of Rest went on the air in 1934. So at that point, and radio, of course, was very new as well. So it was, it was innovative times too. But the, the time in history that this happened is also, is also you can see how strategic it, it was going to be. World War II happened only a few years into Haven's existence. There's, there's, there's photos of, of, of the speaker and the quartet over in the Pacific Theater and singing and encouraging the troops. Mm-hmm. And, but then when, when he came back, that was, the, that was the era in which revival broke out. Billy Graham's first crusades, that, that happened right after in that decade that followed. And the Lord used Haven and a number of other faithful ministries that were proclaiming the gospel to bring about a, a revival you know, here in the U.S. That, that spread elsewhere, too. Yeah, that's right. And interestingly, the dynamic with Haven and FEBC, as Bob Bowman was still involved with the Haven of Rest Quartet right. during the war, he became very good friends with a man named John Broger, right. who was a radio technician for the U.S. military and realized the power that radio had in a conflict. And our conflict with Satan, of course, can be conquered by radio as well. And when when John Broger convinced Bob Bowman that this was a great idea, the two coupled together and formed what we know of today as a Far East Broadcasting Company. Yeah. Yep. And I was reading Bob Bowman's memoir this morning. I came across a detail that I had not known before. I knew something about it. I knew that that Haven had gone on the air and first mate Bob, as he was known on the air, was mm-hmm. so supportive. He was he was excited. He mm-hmm. wanted to launch this ministry as best he could. So they went on the air and they asked listeners to come behind this financially. And so Bob Bowman made his last official broadcast, at that time anyway, as part of Haven. And listeners responded. At, at that time, $1,000 was raised that day. I, I looked online this morning. That's about $17,000 in today's money. Okay. And... And listeners opted in and said, send me, send me some letters. You know, I want to support you. And so there were 600 names from Haven, and that was the beginning of the support of FEBC. Yeah. And we've been great friends and partners ever since. Yeah. Amen. And hope to be continued to be good partners in the future, because uh, we've got a bond, David, that's not going to separate anytime soon. And we've got one common mission that we're going to go after. That's right. We're inspiring people to follow Jesus Christ. And right. at, at, on Haven, we're mostly on the U.S. and uh, Canadian airwaves, also in the Philippines. But we don't want to just spotlight Jesus and all the scripture. We want to spotlight what Jesus is doing today as well. Those two go hand in hand. And the Lord is using FEBC and organizations like it to do things that we can scarcely dream of. Yeah. yeah. Tell us just a little bit more about the mission of Haven. Mm-hmm. What, are the, what is their objective? What are they trying to accomplish? And how do they use radio in order to fulfill that. Yeah. Haven inspires people to follow Jesus Christ as well. Mm. Um, and the, 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 the approach over the years has in some ways been very devotional. Mm-hmm. It's opening the word. It's talking mm-hmm. speaker to listener, kind of on a one-on-one setting, almost like if we were sitting down for coffee and opening the word together. Mm-hmm. And, but we want to do more than that. And we have done more than that historically. Haven has also been had this mindset of wanting to shine a spotlight around the world and be mindful of the kingdom of God advancing in places other mm-hmm. than just where we live. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of Haven. Um, we've, we've partnered over the years when I was still there uh, serving as the COO with Charles. We partnered with FEBC. We mm-hmm. partnered with mm-hmm. Samaritan's Purse and others to talk about things that were happening in real time, like, mm-hmm. like when remember the ISIS crisis of a number of years ago in Iraq or... Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, work that FEBC was was doing in China. So that's very much going to be part of of what we're bringing to the airwaves day in and day out. And I'm really looking forward to it. Well, it's been a very effective partnership. I I was just communicating with some people in Philippines uh, last week that we're celebrating now the 10th anniversary of uh, a very severe hurricane that hit in a city called Tacloban. And I remember very specifically that uh, Haven and Charles Morris said, this is a disaster. We have a heart for Philippines. They knew the leadership of FEBC in Manila, and they partnered and helped us uh, erect a radio station there, which was at the time was just to deal with a disaster. But we communicated the good news carefully at the very beginning. And the government of Philippines said, this is such a helpful radio station. You can have this signal. You can have this license. And still today, it's a Christian broadcasting outlet formed by a partnership with FEBC and Haven Today. That's right. In the last podcast, you talked about how FEBC desires and uh, models being nimble and agile. Well, that's uh, that's that's going to be Haven and has been Haven as well. So let's look forward to what the Lord's going to do as we're nimble and agile responding to what has yet to yeah. to happen. Yeah. But we've we've got work to do. Well, as we kind of wrap this up just a little bit, David, share with me some of your uh, observations about FEBC that you haven't talked about yet. Some of the things that you really admire and maybe even some suggestions of what I might think about doing a little differently in the future because I'm always wanting to learn. Are you putting me on the spot? You here. bet, yeah. absolutely. Behind a microphone. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot about legacy organizations. You know, it, it, it's exciting to launch something from scratch um, and, you know, people can get behind that and, and whatnot. But boy, the the opportunity you have when you have a legacy organization. But when you say that, it sounds old. Mm. FEBC is not an old ministry doing old things. FEBC is a faithful ministry doing innovative and courageous things. Mm. FEBC is a ministry doing some things that I think very few would dare to do. I mean, some of our broadcasters are putting their lives on the line and doing things that we would be scared to do. Um, but for them, it's it's not even a uh, not even a second thought. I follow Jesus. Where Jesus goes, I go. What He's doing, I'm doing. If you, yeah. if you want to walk with the shepherd, you have to go looking for the lost sheep because that's where the shepherd is. Wow. Yeah, and, and they're not always in safe and comfortable places, no, are they? No. And uh, I, I love the innovation. I love I love how FEBC trusts the young people. Hmm. You know, that's that's something that's hard to do. And people that are in leadership tend to have more wrinkles and a little bit more white hair. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to to trust younger people to come in and take leadership and and take ownership. Uh, but we've realized if we're going to reach the next generation, that's exactly what we have to do. Uh, and And I think that one of the neat things about this generation is you know, the generation I, I come from, we, we more looked at our elders and said, don't tell us what to do. We got it. Mm. What I'm perceiving from this next generation is please come with us. Please come near us. Like we want to, we want to partner. We want to talk. We want to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, so what an opportunity I think yeah. FEBC has. Yeah, that's right. You know, we talked about the history quite a bit and I know one of the absolute firm pillars of our strategy that came from the days of Dr. Bowman was we will always broadcast in the native language. And it's interesting to think about the native language today, not just in spoken languages, but in the platforms. If you listen to the language of the young people, 
it's very different. Right. And, and, and tone and, and length and how they do it and speed and energy. And yeah, so we have to learn that language is more than just the spoken word. It's the way it's announced. It's the way it's delivered. And that makes all the difference in the outcome and the impact that our messages have. That's right. We can be nimble in those things, but one thing never changes, which is the gospel. Yeah. That's not adaptable. It's it, You can contextualize the gospel, yeah. but we cannot change it. No, that's right. And we never, ever, ever have an intention to. And I know that you at Haven will do the same. So I'm looking forward to a, a long and prosperous for the gospel partnership between FEBC and Haven. David, it's been a pleasure to work with you these years at FEBC. Same for me. More to come. That conversation recorded earlier, but we're back in the studio with Ed Cannon. And Ed, there's no sense in which we are, I mean, we're sorry to see David go, but think about the fact that God has called him to something. We can't stand in the way of that. Oh, no, that's absolutely right. You know, I I always tell people that say, oh, gosh, it's terrible that somebody has been working with you all this time. They're leaving. No, no, no. We had a good time together. David contributed to the organization, and I think his experience at FEBC grew him, matured him, gave him some skills and capabilities that he didn't have before he came here. So we are thrilled for him to take that experience at FEBC and use that at even a higher level uh, for the purpose of proclaiming the gospel to the mm-hmm. people of the world. Sure, It's not about FEBC. Yep. It's about God's kingdom. And David is going to contribute powerfully in a different role— and we'll develop somebody else in that position that he has left. And we celebrate things like that. It's it's just distinctive for Christians to say, we don't fight. We're not selfish. It's not all about us. It's all about God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And whatever we can do to contribute to that, we're going to do joyfully. What Dr. Bob Bowman told you one time fits in here too, right? When people yeah. ask him, how do you find people? He said, we don't find them, you see. God brings them to right. us. So God has his next person in line already. I'm sure he does. Yeah. And we're we're looking forward to the opportunity to finding that person. And, you know, maybe they'll bring different skills that David didn't have to the organization. And David will bring different skills to Haven that Charles Morris didn't have. And mm-hmm. uh, so, we're, Wayne, we're celebrating joyfully right. with a little bit of sentimental. Of course. Right. How can you not be sad to a certain extent? All right. Thanks, Ed. And David, if you're listening, we love you, brother. Thanks for all your contributions to the Far East Broadcasting Company. And we pray for what's ahead for you. Well, thanks for listening. This podcast is a weekly edition from the Far East Broadcasting Company, meant to be the inside story of what God is doing through FEBC. So thanks for listening. And by the way, when you review this podcast at Apple or Google or Spotify, it really helps others find the podcast. So you do us a great service when you review the podcast and even share it on your social media. It's called Until All Have Heard. And it's a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company with producer Joe Carlson. Thanks for listening. 